Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw your hands in the air. Ladies, you just tuned in to Lady Night Live. Yeah, y'all. This is a good one. It's the hottest, the dopest, the wildest Lady Night ever. And did I mention it's virtual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grab your popcorn. Grab your drinks, put the kids to bed. You are tuning in already in discussion. Join us, y'all, for Ladies Night Live. Sex, what does God say? Enjoy, y'all. It's a good one. Are y'all ready for ladies night? Oh, Jesus. We know yes. who is ready. We ready. You got your popcorn, Brandy? Have- <laughs> y'all better get it. Y'all better get it. Y'all better get it. Y'all better get it. Not if I had Doritos, though. I, I got Doritos, though, sis. <laughs> okay. And a Dr. Pepper. I see Doritos you. Doritos and you. Dr. Pepper. See? <laughs> oh, you ready for ladies' night then? Uh oh, what's that you drinking, Sister Shana? Uh oh, this is some tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tea for the tea. We recording. You can't be turning up on camera. Tea for the tea. <laughs> it's only tea. <laughs> You're allowed to have root beer. That's right? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Hey, <laughs> I feel my help. <laughs> Lord. Okay, who's in the building tonight? It is ladies' night. Oh my gosh, it's ladies' night live on a Thursday night. Okay, we got, uh oh, Angela's in the building. Welcome back. I know, I've been missing. What's up? We miss you. I've had some stuff going on this week, but I'm good. Okay. Well, we here. We here. And we love you. Amen. Good to see your face. Glad to be here. Sure do. Right now. Sure do. We sure do. My girl with the, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. What's the shirt say? BG. BG. Brandy G in the house. My shirt, sister. It says, um, Jesus is the only way. I got this from um, RH when he did his uh, album release, when he dropped his last album. I bought the CD and the shirt together just to support the movement. So hey, Jesus you know is what? the only way. Even with sex, Jesus is the only way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hold on. She came ready. She is ready. She said, Look even with sex. I didn't even mean to wear this shirt. It was just laundry day. Yeah, well, you you good. You good. <laughs> Uh-oh, so, oh, man. I don't know what to call her now. Like, I want to call her, like, Dr. Rome. I want to call her First Lady May. Yeah, it's just it's just me. It's just Rome, you know. <laughs> All right, my girl. Welcome. Welcome to Ladies Night. Looking beautiful with that natural glow. Amen. Um, oh, man. I told y'all, every time I introduce her, I can't just say her name. Like, I got to give her, like, this whole lot of love. Sister Shauna is in the building. You there, Sister Shauna? Am I lagging? She's on mute. 
Girl, there she go. Okay, I'm multitasking. <laughs> Let me pay attention, okay? <laughs> no, no, it's that T. It's that T. <laughs> That's what it is. And I'm here. And praise the Lord to everybody. <laughs> All right, my sister, my baby sister is in the building. I don't know if she knows it. You know you my baby sister, Toy. Uh, I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> I, I do now. <laughs> hey, everybody. We got uh, the minister and dance in the building. Uh-oh. I know she know who she is. Zaytaya is in the building. Welcome, welcome, woman of God. Hi, everybody. Hi. I, I felt it important, y'all, to introduce everybody because the topic we are discussing tonight is very intimate. We want to be really vulnerable, and I don't want anybody in the group feeling uncomfortable to share. I want you to experience what the people on the other side that's listening to it actually experience listening to a ladies night because you ladies are more influential than you could ever imagine, ever. I listen to you guys all day and just listen to the wisdom that's coming out of this group, the pain, the trials, it means a lot. It means a lot and we are helping women everywhere. This cross that we have to bear as women, it's huge because there's a lot of women right now that are trying to figure out how they're going to get through this. I just love y'all. I love y'all. And it is Ladies Night Live! <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we famous? Yes, you getting there now. Wait a minute, Tony Nicole. <laughs> Ah, no, but kidding. you know what? We're going to have a lot of fun, though. So I got a playlist. It's a little deep. It's a little intimate tonight. So I'm trying to take you in your emo. So go with me. Right. Y'all know what y'all used to do back at Ladies Night when y'all be like, oh, this my song. Start rocking. And you ain't dancing with nobody, but you just, that's where I'm trying to take y'all. Yeah, so let's rock. What are we fighting for?
would tell you that I love you tonight But I know that I've got time on my side Where you going? Why you leaving so soon? Is there somewhere else that's better for you? Just ups and leaves What is love If you're not here no more What is love If you're not really sure What is love What is love Tell myself I wouldn't cry when you're gone But I know it's easy Did you know any of the music? I've heard the second one before. I talked to Sister May the other day, and she said, you know what? I really have something on my heart I want to talk about. Sex is a beautiful thing. I feel like it's been demonized. You know what? She's right. It is a beautiful thing. But what turns it into that is the fact that we want affection. And Dr. Miles Monroe said they need sex. They are born to create these things that we deal with that make it hard for us to love are some of these soul ties these other relationships that we were in that pulled us down the low low when you are you were you willing to get in your car and go see where you at you didn't answer your phone And then it makes it hard to love and love to us affection is sex Ugh. That's why we hold it as a tool. So somebody, anybody, everybody, scream. (laughs) (laughs) It's ladies night, y'all. We done with the game. We got to get right. Let's talk. Who want to go? So I want to ask a question. I I understand what you're um, saying. I'm not necessarily asking uh, Romay to repeat verbatim. Uh, But I want to understand the part of where you're coming from, please. Thank you. 
Well, for me, demonized. When I say demonized, it's so hush-hush. When a young lady has questions about it, nobody wants to answer those questions because they basically tell her she shouldn't worry about that until she gets a husband. And lo and behold, we, we miss out on ministering to her in that moment because I've talked to several young ladies and I've experienced it myself indirectly, directly and indirectly, actually, to where when I was younger, some things had happened to me. And when I asked those questions, it wasn't that I was trying to figure out a husband. I was trying to figure out my natural biology. What is going on here? And why do, why am I now having these thoughts? Why am I having these feelings? And how do I respond to them? What is this? And when you go take it to a person in, uh, well, when I took it to a person in the church, it's like, okay, well, she's being fast. She's doing, she, you're, you're being fast. You're trying to be grown. And it wasn't that. It's just, I had questions because now it has been awakened in me. Something natural that's due to come around anyway, it has been awakened a little bit too early, unnaturally. And so I need help with that because now I'm not in the mature, I'm not mature enough to understand what is going on now in my body. And now my mind's trying to comprehend it. And so for years, um, I know when I got with my daughter's dad, the first person I would actually say that I just, my oldest daughter's dad, that I fell in love with and I gave everything to him. This is so, I thought this is what it was, this is what sex is, is giving yourself to somebody. I didn't understand the intimacy of it. I didn't understand why I was out of whack, why I was going crazy, why I was willing to end up in jail, prison behind a man. I didn't understand it. It, I had tied my soul trying to figure out who I was through sex with another person as, as well as him. And so like uh, Netta was saying, he, it was his need. His, he needed that from me because as he was damaged himself. And so I was giving him something. I didn't understand what I was giving. And I was expecting to, him to give me something back he didn't know he had or he, know he, he didn't understand he was capable of. When I got with my husband, now it has taken, literally, and it's still taking me the course for me to understand now sex is intimacy. And now I'm able to be vulnerable. It's like all over me understanding what God truly designed sex for and what the man's part is. He, need, he needs that. He has to have a, um, it's a, it's a physical way to create. We're already, we bring in life. We get to experience that by giving birth to, to shoot some of their ideas, maybe not just physically a baby, but even we think and we give our husbands the ideas and, oh, that's a good idea. And then they cultivate it. Um, we give birth to babies and then they, they plant the seed. That's just, what they, that's just what they're born to do. That's what they were created to do. And so now I'm starting to understand the intimacy of sex so much more. And it's, it's literally here, more or less. But so much damage has been done in the body because we talk about renewing our mind. How can we possibly renew our mind when it comes to sex when we don't understand it? We don't understand it. And it has been immaturely introduced to us. That's why I'm at. And, and I got there. Mishana, by a lady telling me after she's been married for so long that, and, and, that, and this, that's her stilo, I, I, can't, I can't judge her for it, but what was it, giving, um, excuse my language, I don't want to say it, oral sex, well, I'll say it like that, is for street women, not for women of God. 
And I'm like, well, you were giving everybody in the street, somebody who didn't serve God, everything that you had in you, your, your tricks and all this was going to somebody in the street. So when you get with a man of God, you feel like you have to keep him on reserve because that's not of God. What did God create sex for? Of course, to, to procreate, we know that. But if we allow the enemy to pervert that, I don't get to bring that passion that I had in the streets into my marriage, into my marriage bed, something mm. I should have waited for in the first place, that fire. So that's just where I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of different levels of thinking here. Like I got different issues, a couple of different issues there. So premature sex oh. and understanding identity and then those soul ties and then the lack of intimacy and passion between a married couple. So that's it. Okay, yeah. sister. So I got, um, I'm taking notes for, for a reason. I just finished a teaching tonight on this subject matter, which is why I wanted um, clarity. I'm teaching out of a book that has to do with healing the wounds of trauma. Amen. So I was trying to get clarity because, again, we can say sex open-ended and everybody has a different idea based on whatever they believe, what they were taught, what they were exposed, etc. So one more time, just for clarity, premature sex. And I got the last one, lack of intimacy. What was the second one, please? Lack of intimacy. Oh, soul ties. Those soul ties. Those soul ties. Okay. So I don't want to monopolize the conversation. I just want to interject something that will continue to help stir the conversation. So no, I'm glad. And I'm, okay. I'm interested in what you're doing because I have, I'll talk to uh, you and uh, Danetta about it a little later, but I'm actually working on something in regards okay. to that. So. Okay. Amen. So Look from what I, I've heard, hey. <laughs> then in the direction is um, in dealing with premature sex, whether it is a trauma that has happened to you uh, and or we have entered into sexual relationships, many of us prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the explanation of the because my questions weren't answered. I'm going to say properly, meaning either with enough information, not more than what you needed, but, mm-hmm. but enough to answer your question yeah. initially. And then do we have people, which was part of our discussion tonight from the book, do you have people to give you information that is prepared information, not just information based on that person's soul experience? Mm-hmm. All right. And so then you can look at it from a, then kind of a twofold place, whether premature sex has led to trauma whether that is a sexual act was done against you, whether it be uh, rape or if you were violated and or if you were just one who was curious, your body got ahead of your mind, if I can say mm-hmm. it that way. And, you know, now you're just out here experimenting and trying different things. Um, and then based on your partner's level mm-hmm. <laughs> and how yeah. young we were when we started. Um, also has a lot of influence on how we will be sexually active either in that relationship or the relationships to follow. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um, identifying, uh, then where am I? We have to deal with the source of the information. Who taught us or who were we watching? And were they practicing healthy sex? Not just sex according to the taboos that Christians can put on sex. Miss Donna, you always say something. We got to rewind. Come on, wait. What can we do? Rewind it back. She said said healthy. Yeah, healthy. Healthy sex. 
in, in a healthy relationship was that model to you and, and to me. I expressed in the previous call I was on, I grew up in an environment where um, because of something that had happened in one of the adults' lives, their way to take back their power was to engage. Now, instead of you're going to take it from me, I'm going to take my power back, a measure of power, and now I'm going to use this that you want. And now it will be according to my needs and what I want to have. So if I want to engage, I will. If I don't want to, I won't. And again, just kind of sometimes the mindset that is set up behind, why are we acting uh, out sexually the way that we are? The second one was soul ties. I don't believe very many people actually even talk about this subject. Mm -hmm. So much so that if you're a person, now I did not grow up in church. I got saved in my 20s. And so by the time I came to church, I was already married with two kids. And that's my story or my background. And so a lot of the stuff we're talking about, I didn't get to hear any of this stuff coming up from a perspective of Christendom or the taboo of mm-hmm. um, having sex or being sexually active before marriage. I'm going to use one of the, the examples she gave. When you talk to someone and I hope this is not offensive. When we talk to the mother, and this doesn't mean you got to be 70 to be a mother. <laughs> when we talk to the mothers or those that have more experience than us as young girls, we are not often given this one thing, and that is the ability to ask the question. Yeah. The reason it has the taboo, I teach about this a lot, is because we come from the era what goes on in this house stays Stage. in this house. Yeah. Or you're a child, stay in a child's place. Unmute and say that. What <laughs> goes on it? Come on, everybody with the mute. Take your mute off. One, two, three. What goes on in this house? In this house. Okay. So because we come from that, you are seen and not heard, you or you or not, or in general, we were not um, given the opportunity as children, and this doesn't mean everyone, to necessarily even ask a question, yet alone talk about something that an adult may or may not be doing, again, healthy or unhealthy, which then leads to the lack of intimacy. So the way that Rome is approaching this, prayerfully you can see, you kind of go from premature sex, premature questions, you're kind of in, you know, you're in your youth, your body's changing, you're going through your biological changes. And if your questions aren't asked again, in a way in which you understand, because some adults feel like, listen, I talk to my kids the way I talk to other adults, and this is how it is. That may work if you have a young person who's mature enough to, I'm going to use the word, metabolize what's being said to them. However, everybody is not mature at 13, 14, 9, 10, whatever the case may be. So we have to consider when the adults are talking to young people, you have an adult speaking at the level in which that child can understand. Yeah. Um, And then again, if we get to the place where we now have the lack of intimacy, watch this, and we marry. Then we don't get to do what the scripture says when it talks about the marriage bed is undefiled. How it gets defiled is we take our offenses into the marriage bed with us. Unless we have waited for our husbands and our husbands have waited for us around, we are now each other's first. Watch this. 
our, our beds can still be defiled because if I have had any kind of sexual trauma or I come in with misconceptions of what my body is to be for him or what his body is to be for me, I have now set up my marriage bed for trauma and drama instead of what it was created to be, which was for healthiness, for healing, for procreation. And again, we understand the man is the seed and we are the carrier, but I want us to understand if we entered wrong, we cannot sow right. And I'm going to stop there. Not to mention what he brings. That's right. Amen. Not to, br- not to mention what he brings into the bed. Mm-hmm. Lord. Zate, uh, did y'all see what Zatea wrote? Uh-huh, in the chat. Oh, so y'all can see it too? Uh-huh. Okay, all right, you teaching me. Yeah. Guess okay. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Be, look, be a blessing That's in dope. every situation. I thought you just wanted us to woo, talk. I have been chatting a long time ago. Yeah, we can talk. <laughs> Yeah, no, y'all can chat. I, hey, let's go. <laughs> I don't even know how to chat. I'm not the loser. I'm not the loser. Clapping, okay. Well, I, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not married yet. And I say yet because I prophesied to myself that I will be somebody's wife. I'm somebody's good thing. I just haven't found him yet, or he hasn't found me. But I also know. I thank God because all my close sisters are married and one thing that i also understand about the bedroom because i'm i'm piggybacking off of what shauna said when i listen to like some of my sisters and some of them are now um when you're married the place of the bedroom is also worship yes and i know that everybody doesn't see it like that and i know at first i'm like how you gonna worship when you having sex with your man but if your man is godly which i know everybody on here is godly women so i can say that when your husband is your covering it will be worship because you're still um you're still doing that before god that was even though i'm not married yet Jeanette. that is that is something that i've always kept in the back of my mind when i hear my sister say that that it is worship, and so that is also what should be happening in the bedroom when you're married. And I know we don't hit other aspects of sex and all that, but I just had to drop the nugget because it's not just the place for the healing and the happiness and the health. It's worship as well. Absolutely. It is when worship. you're with your godly man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We um, got a correct I got a question. question. Go ahead. So it is worship. Is that what you're saying? Hey, uh, absolutely. Well, hallelujah. It is. I mean, because you're coming one with your, you're coming one with your mate. You may. <laughs> <laughs> well, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> hey, one mind. Hey, one mind, one body. <laughs> one, hey, I'm just saying. I'll drink to that. Well, you, well, you drink to that. And <laughs> <laughs> glory. Y'all keep, what? y'all keep Sister Shauna off that tea, please. <laughs> what, what, what does Sister Angela say? It also could be a part of, we're, we're getting into soul ties also. If yes. we are truly at one with our with God, we have to allow Him to guide us. In the yes. beginning, we're curious, just like anybody else. And, you know, the first thing that we're going to go to is our friends for advice. Because who wants to go to the parent and say, hey, I need you to explain how, how everything works. So we learn 
not by the best examples for most of us. And we get out there and we end up doing it wrong. And we don't, right. we don't allow God to bring us to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. But there, but there's a reason why we were doing it and we are doing it wrong. There's mm-hmm. a reason we weren't taught. I was molested as early as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And then when I got 13, it's just like my sister said, I was fast. I was managed. I was smelling myself. Mm-hmm. I thought I was grown. I just wanted to have sex, you know, and, and I was hurting. I was literally mm-hmm. hurting. My mom was never home. Never. And she would leave me in the house with her boyfriends and she didn't didn't know them from a can of paint. And they were laying up in my mama's bedroom, half naked, door wide open. You know, you you know, these are things that we get to carry with us and we don't know any better. You know, when I was 16 pregnant, I didn't know what love was. That's why I played what if love is because because if you don't know, how can you expect to receive it? Exactly. And there's a lot of different factors that play into that. It can be the way we grew up because not everybody's had the same, you know, some people have had the trauma of being molested where others may not go through that. Some, you know, were brought up in single parents. I sit here and I listen to a lot of these kids on Facebook and how they talk. And it's just, when we were young, we probably did a lot of that. We didn't care. We didn't have the cares that you have when you grow up and you start to learn and you mature and you, because at that age, if you've had a trauma like that, that's what you're, that's what you've seen. So that's what you're going to do not knowing that that ain't the right thing to do or that's not how I should carry myself. So there's a lot of different factors. And then, you know, maturity, even some of the people today, you know, the maturity level, maybe they're not where their spouse or their other person that they think they love when it's truly not love. Right. There's a lot of different factors. There's no wrong or right for that because the same person, you know, we may not have experienced everything that each other has experienced, but we can learn from that and be able to have a a platform to share that because I've never you know been through that but I've been a product of a single parent and Mm -hmm. I was wilding out you know when I was young I didn't have no supervision you know hey I see my friends do that and that's what we gravitate towards is what the end thing to do or you know what's going on at that moment your society also plays a part in that and if you don't have that that br- being brought up in the church and knowing that you're you're just going to be you're learning you're just kind of going down a blind path trying to figure out life itself that's a that's a good little segue go ahead sis i, I was saying that like not like for the body of for christ, the body of christ friends, we don't take the time to really understand that we know where we've been and Sometimes I think we turn a blind eye to that as well. Like it didn't happen. A lot of stuff didn't happen to me continuously, but it happened to me. And then I was in a a, a, a home where I just had my mom and she would work and I did have a lot of freedom. So now I can see openly other little girls who have that freedom and who have um, don't necessarily have that person to ask these questions to or they feel like it's a taboo to even speak on these things because they don't and so they go to their friends who don't have no more sense than they do and ask these different questions I, I'm talking to my 13 year old uh, well she's 12 she'll be 13 year old daughter and I'm asking her questions like do you know what do you know what HIV AIDS is and she's like huh 
you know, but she knows she know her friends and they talk about different things like um well not her but I've heard them talk on her little what is that little Instagram and all that stuff they go into and I see the way that they talk but they have no idea the dangers that surround it why because they feel like they know enough about the sex but not what comes with it and that's the lack of guidance that's in our generation today because I'm sorry they're going to be exposed to more things, but they're not going to have the knowledge and the maturity to handle what they're exposed to. So it's our responsibility to pick up the slack of where we, where we was left off at. I couldn't, I knew what HIV and AIDS was, but I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't introduced to sex like that. I didn't understand the, the act of sex, even though it was introduced to me, which is strange. Why aren't we talking to these kids? We're telling them don't have sex. Why? Why shouldn't they have sex? Because hmm. in the Bible... But why is it in the Bible? Mm. Why does what is God trying to protect you from? Is he just telling you don't have sex because it's a sin? Or is he telling you don't have sex because this, this, and this happens to you? And I'm trying to protect you from this. So yeah. we have to take that approach as women of God, men of God. I talked to my husband about it as well. Tell these kids you shouldn't have sex and here's why. You shouldn't do this and here's why. God's not punishing you. He's not trying to take you uh, away from these things. He's he's trying to protect you. And so when you're ready, I, I believe what what I say, Song Solomon, I believe is um, chapter eight. Do not awaken love until it pleases. You're wow. not ready. So let wow. me show you. Let me show you. So you don't get tied up and going buck wild and then. We know, I don't know about y'all, but I know when I went through my phase and was buck wild, I went through a major depression a lot of the times. I was anxious a lot of the time because I didn't understand what, I could not wrap my mind around my physiology. I could not understand why I felt the way that I felt. I could not understand the urges. I felt dirty most of the time because that's how society, that's what society will place on a young girl. First of all, they'll shame her. Mm-hmm. So we have to teach them just why they're shaming. We okay, you're precious. You know this is why you shouldn't do this. You it, teach her about her physiology. How many young girls you know really know their physiology? They don't know their anatomy. They don't know what they what what they got going on on their in their bodies. They don't understand that. We have to take the time as women of God to quit bashing them with the Bible and giving them words. They don't understand the words just yet. Yeah. We have to explain exactly why they shouldn't do it. So they won't be so tempted to do it. You won't tell me why. No, you shouldn't do it because it says the Bible says the sin. Well, I would ju- I just lied yesterday. Uh, um, I might have cussed the other day. I might as well do this. We don't explain these things to them, and then they end up doing it. And then we can't talk to them. They're afraid to talk to us because we told them not to do it in the first place. But we never explain why. I don't know if y'all remember being told because I said so. Right. Because I said so. Mama, why can't I? Because I said so. And I don't think even as us being kids, we were really taught anything. (laughs) It's just like, you can't go outside because I said so. You can't go hang out with them because I said so. So, you know, I think that's a very, very good and valid point, Sister Shauna. And then when y'all see Brandy pop back in, let me know, because I know she has something on her. So, um, Sister Shauna? I wanted to um, add to what, first of all, all of this is really good. 
um, I wanted to add some context to what Rome is, is saying. So number one, um, I'm pulling this content from the book. Our bodies are affected and therefore our behavior is affected. Again, tying back into if I am prematurely entering into something, premature initially initiates the fact I don't have all the information. Some of that, because I said so, is because our parents or our caregiver or the person sharing the information with us, they may have known it, but that didn't mean they were able to articulate to us in a way in which we could walk away with understanding. Our parents or, or adults didn't want to have to tell us as kids, it's because I said so, because I don't know how to sit down and talk to you the way that I need to, because maybe no one did that with me. The other aspect is if our emotions are impacted by the conversation and we are shunned or shamed for bringing up something, um, maybe that an adult is not ready to talk about, uh, and or uh, one thing I learned tonight on the call, I don't know in my asking if I am triggering something in the adult based on their experience for why they can or cannot share with me the answers to my questions. Not more than my questions, just the basic answers to the question, which then brings us to, again, if I don't get the information initially, if you don't tell me, somebody's going to tell me. So now I have to deal with the quality of information that I'm getting. Am I getting my information now from my 13, 14, 15-year-old friend? Or am I getting information from someone who's older, more experienced, and they don't have the wisdom to know? I don't need to know all that if I'm asking early. And again, whether it's a trauma, I love how um, Sister Angie said earlier, it doesn't have to be a bad experience. It's just sometimes the taboo attached to sex that makes it sound like it's something negative that we're not supposed to be talking about, which in turn then affects our behavior. If I leave from you, and whether it's the subject matter of sex or any other thing that I'm inquiring about, if I have inquired and the person I inquired of is not adequately equipped to answer the question I have, I will seek another means. Woo. <laughs> Uh, I think we need a music break. I'm feeling a little sympathy for the guys, though. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Really? Really? Nope. (laughs) This is from, from my baby sister. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Gonna let you kill it See, I would change my life, my life 
me when I'm walking past the mirror. mirror. Ain't worried about doing what you're gonna do. I'm a lady, so I must stay classy. Mm. Gotta keep it high, keep it together. If I want to get better, see, I won't change my Stick around for more to come on part two. Ladies Night Live.